Good morning, and welcome to your Friday Five, a weekly newscast from the Boston University News Service. It's Friday, February 21st. I'm Hannah Harn, Podcast and Production Director. And I'm Sabrina Schnarr, Managing Editor. Today we'll take a look at our top stories from this week, including a look at new sex education legislation, a review of upcoming film Zulu Wedding, and the future of the NBA All-Star Game. Let's get started so you can start your day. Love was in the air on Friday as late shoppers flocked to stores in Boston in search of Valentine's Day gifts for their significant others. The National Retail Federation expected U.S. customers to spend a record of $197 on average to celebrate love this year. Residents of Boston debated whether or not Valentine's Day was the perfect occasion to get down on one knee and ask the fabled question, will you marry me? Recent data from Google Trends suggested some people may be searching for the right way to pop the question in the weeks leading up to Valentine's Day. This story was reported by Damian Burkhart. To watch the full video, visit BUNewsService.com. It was back to school for House members Wednesday as a Worcester lawmaker, sexual health educators, and local high school students gathered in the State House for Sex Ed for Legislators, a sampling of a sex education curriculum proposed for schools. We are all adults in this building, but that doesn't necessarily mean we all know all there is to know about healthy relationships. Representative James O'Day Democrat of West Boylston, said of the tongue-in-cheek event title his staff devised for the briefing, which was meant to demonstrate the content that would be included in a standardized sex education curriculum. O'Day is a lead sponsor of the legislation, which would mandate comprehensive sex education in schools that opt to teach the topic. This would include medically accurate, LGBT-inclusive, age-appropriate information and discussion on consent. Parents would be allowed to opt their children out of the classes. O'Day kicked off the briefing by talking about the obstacles the legislation has faced, but expressed enthusiasm for the increased support for it in the House. I do feel momentum building on this bill. I have been around and working on this bill for a long time, and we've not had this amount of folks show up to talk about this bill, O'Day said. This story was reported by Sarah Magolio. Despite the fact that McDonald's is one of the largest fast food chains in the world, with over 36,000 locations across over 100 countries, restaurant inspections over the past two years show a stark variation in the cleanliness of outlets in Boston alone. Data from the Boston City Department of Inspectional Services shows almost 125 violations across seven Boston McDonald's locations between 2018 and 2019, with infractions varying from cluttered cupboards to live roaches, rat droppings, and mold. The data only showed these locations as having been inspected since January 2018. Lisa Timberlake, a representative from the department, says that every restaurant in the city is inspected at least once a year. Among the worst offenders is the Veterans of Foreign Wars Parkway location in West Roxbury, which, in its July 2019 inspection, had 26 violations, though none of these were ranked as high level. Inspectors found that the floors, grills, and surfaces were dirty. They also found that there was drainage odor in the bathrooms and evidence of live roaches and rat droppings. This story was reported by Katherine Swindles. To check out our interactive map, visit BUNewsService.com. Zulu Wedding is a landmark film for its country of origin, South Africa, and crosses oceans and borders to deliver original comedy and romance with a captivating cast. The film has been selected to screen Sunday as the closer for the Pan-African Film and Art Festival in Los Angeles, the largest black film festival in the nation. South Africa has often been portrayed as the crime and rape capital of the world, riddled with poverty and starvation, where mud huts are more prevalent than houses. These are barriers writer and director of Zulu Wedding, Linneo Sekalioane, hopes to rectify in her debut film by showing audiences a successful and empowered nation. The portrayal of wealth through private jets, Maseratis, and mansions are no longer images associated solely with Wakanda. I think it's important for the world to see Africans who are successful, empowered, and most importantly, rooted in their culture, Sekalioane said in an interview with BU News Service. 
It was important for me to show a different side of our continent and people, and explore our complexities in a story that celebrates heritage and, above all, family. The film, shot in New York, Botswana, and Johannesburg, is one where the American and South African cultures collide, using a diverse cast as a conduit to show cultures that are worlds apart. This story was reported by Rachel Kelly. To read the full review, visit BUNewsService.com. And last but not least, the NBA All-Star Game. Emphatic blocks, controversial calls, and a nail-biting ending. This wasn't a playoff game, but it sure felt like one. On Sunday, Team LeBron defeated Team Giannis at 157-155 to in Chicago at the end of one of the most exciting NBA All-Star games in recent history. Kawhi Leonard, who scored 30 points along with 7 rebounds and 4 assists, was named MVP. The Clippers forward is the first player to win the inaugural Kobe Bryant MVP award. The trophy was just one of the tributes to the late Lakers legend during the night at the United Center. Chicago natives Jennifer Hudson, rapper Common, and Chance the Rapper all paid homage to Bryant with their musical performances. But the best tribute of the night was without a doubt on the court. The players, who wore number 24 and 2 on the back of their jerseys, honored the memory of Bryant and his daughter Gianna by competing hard for the victory. You could totally feel Bryant's presence from the start, LeBron James told reporters after the game. He was definitely here. In the last few years, the All-Star Game's popularity among NBA fans had started to decline. The abundance of three-pointers and dunks, combined with a total lack of defense, caused many fans to lose interest in the game. In 2019, the ratings tied an all-time low. But for the 69th NBA All-Star Game, the format underwent a major change. The most significant was the implementation of the Elam ending, a redesigned fourth quarter with a target score and no game clock. With this format, Commissioner Adam Silver appears to have found the best way to revamp the crown jewel of the All-Star Weekend, Next year's All-Star Game in Indianapolis will help determine if this new format is indeed part of the future of the league. This story was reported by Matteo Vigneri. And that's it for your Friday Five. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. For the full versions of this week's story, visit bunewservice.com slash podcast and click on today's episode. We'd like to thank today's contributing writers, Damian Burkhart, Sarah Magolio, Catherine Swindles, Rachel Kelly, and Matteo Vigneri, as well as our production team. This week's episode of Friday Five was produced by Hannah Harn. And be sure to check out our latest episode of Between the Bylines, where we sit down with our contributors to discuss our top stories through the lens of student journalism. Visit us online at bunewsservice.com slash podcast for more information.